Well, hi, my name is Teresa Dedman. Welcome to Create Talks. It's time to start a global conversation about how creativity with God is the game changer for living a fulfilled life. It's in us. It's who we are. Creativity is in our DNA. You will hear from me and hosts of guests I will be interviewing who are transforming culture and the church as they co-create with God. So I invite you to come and be part of this kingdom creative global family. I have seen countless people find freedom and healing when they discover their unique creative purpose in life. So I want to empower you to create with God and unleash your creative destiny. So come on and let's get going. Welcome to Create Talks. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I have one of my spiritual sons, Phil Atmore. You are going to fall in love with him. He is a spiritual son of mine, and he's been on Broadway for years, just really bringing the presence of God and touching so many celebrities. So I just want to keep you a little bit up to date on just what we're doing in this first season. We're talking about core values which we all need if we're ever going to fulfill our creative destiny. As you know, I'm a mama tea. I love to support. Rah, 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 see you grow. So I love to share thoughts on what you can do so that you can become great, like Stephanie Gretzinger. And, you know, we love her, but we also love people like Brian Simmons. So I want to give you the full course and see you grow into who you are. So make sure that you check out the previous episodes so that you can become the creative that God wants you to be, because there's always more to learn. So as we start out in this core value, we're talking about how we can co-create with God, how we can listen and hear God's voice, because this makes all the difference in the world. I mean, it's crazy what can happen when we create on our own, but when we have God and we hear his voice, everything changes. So if you like, and if you want to learn more, you got to check out Hearing from God, which is my e-course, and you can look at it on TeresaDedman.com after this is over. So without further ado, I just love, and I just want you to grow right now to understand how a person from the entertainment industry is starting to not only progress in the people that he's touching, but how even when he's performing, he starts to hear from God and bring the presence in and how it's transformed others. So without further ado, here is Phil Atmore, my spiritual son, who I've gotten to meet and grow with in the School of Ministry, and now is changing the world in New York, has won so many Fred Astaire Awards. So I can't wait for you to hear him now, and let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Create Talks. I have an incredible guest. You do not want to miss this. One of my dearest spiritual sons, Phil Atmore, who is a champion in the entertainment industry because of the love that he carries through his dance, through his musicals, his entertainment. He has such a big footprint in New York and in L.A. I mean, He's been on Broadway, won two Fred Astaire Awards, among so many other things. But the main thing that marks him is he is an, really an apostle of love 
into some of the areas where people have not felt that they were ever, but they would ever be successful. And so, Phil, <laughs> welcome, yes. welcome. <sighs> Phil, tell us a little bit about your journey, your process. Here you are. You're right now. You're doing shows. You have been doing them for a long time. But what is your process of creating with God and yeah. bringing Him into not only your performances, but into the people that are right there with you in the entertainment industry? Yes, I love that. Uh, recently, I've kind of had three P's on my mind. Come on. Presence, process, and promise. Wow. And I really believe that as we grow in intimacy with Jesus, then our most natural response is to walk out our creative identity. And so as we move from his presence, we give our yes to God and commit to the process. Come on. And then we walk into the promises and then also become champions of the promises of God. Wow. And with that, I, for the longest time, have felt that there is a direct correlation between worship and the creative process. They're one and the same. And years ago, I had a friend of mine who actually flew me out to Australia on the back end of my father passing away. He, he flew me out and um, just blessed me with this trip. And one of his friends invited me to come and speak at his church in Melbourne. And they asked me to give a creativity workshop. And <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> And then I said, okay, God, what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> and very clearly, I felt God say to me that everything starts from a place of encounter. Wow. And he gave me kind of this simple four-step process. And, you know, I, I know that um, creativity is way more than just bullet points. Creativity is way more than just bullet points. But I, I had these four words in my mind encounter, listen, respond, express. Ooh, I like that. Did you guys hear that? Encounter, listen, respond, respond and express. express. And I felt God say everything starts with a place of encounter. And an wow. encounter is anything that pulls you out of your routine. And I, I know that God loves to do that. He loves oh, yeah. to surprise us. <laughs> and I love what you said this morning, Teresa, when you were speaking. You said that we don't serve a predictable God. <laughs> and religion tells us that we know everything about God. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we know all the black and white. We know the prescription of God and the prescription of heaven and all the things. And yet God is way bigger than we could ever imagine. Yeah. And for all eternity, we're going to be learning more and more things about him. And so this creative God loves to interrupt our routine of religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so an encounter is, is something that pulls us out of our, our routine. It can be through the word. I think one of the greatest ways to encounter God is through the word of God. But oh, then yeah. there are other times where you don't know that you're encountering God and then it pulls you into this whole journey that you would have never dreamed you would go on. And sometimes creativity pulls you out. Exactly. Sometimes when you're dancing or sometimes mm -hmm. when you're painting or, mm -hmm. I mean, and sometimes we, I think the body of Christ has missed it when they think that, mm -hmm. that worship is just listening to music right. that people have created. Right. We're not talking about that. So if you're no. thinking about that, that's not at all what we're talking about. Right, right. And I love that Paul 
he describes an encounter. He said, I once heard of a man who was taken up, you yeah. know, and he, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but there's this moment where he describes an encounter of someone else, uh, some mysterious man. And uh, I love what Paul said. He said that in the context of encountering God, these, these mystical experiences, um, they're always to glorify God. Yeah. And he said, I could on. say a lot more. He said, but I will never share an encounter that doesn't glorify God. And that's the beautiful thing about a creative God. And we're walking out our creative identity is that if we're truly listening to the voice of God in fun and in freedom, we're always going to be walking in glory. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because we know that there's freedom and fun in Jesus. And yeah. so everything starts with a place of encounter. And then from there, because my sheep, you know, as Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Like we get to process with God. Yeah what he's saying about this encounter. So we tune our ears in and we listen yeah. for his voice and we begin yeah. to create from a place of intimacy, from a place of knowing the voice of the Father. And then from there, our most natural response, I, I said it already, we, we begin to create. We begin to um, try to capture in pictures, words, images, um, or whatever area of life that our passions reside, we, we begin to replicate this encounter and it becomes an expression. Yeah. Yeah. The end result is, is a retelling of this encounter with God. You know, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so literally every testimony that we share, we're basically just saying, do it again. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the testimony is. It's always about the goodness of God. And so we have this process, encounter, listen, respond, express, encounter, listen, respond, express. And I, I, I usually like to share that because I think um, just to build a bridge from the mystical to the practical, you know, oh, yeah. sometimes it's helpful. It's not to box in those who, you know, probably don't want to be told what their creative process is, but it's also to build a bridge into um, a bridge of understanding into the world of people who feel that they're not creative at all. Exactly. But the reality is that the Bible says in the beginning, God created first five words of the Bible. God chooses to identify himself first as creator, <laughs> which is crazy that people yeah. don't get it. It's like, yeah. they don't understand that if God is creative, right. if he created the whole world, come on, mm -hmm. yeah. all the animals, he created us in his image. Right. He's going to continue to create. It's That's not right. like he stopped. Oh, oh, go out. By the way, guys, I'm hanging up my hat. I'm stopping <laughs> to create. Right. And he wants his sons and daughters to be the same and That's to partner right. with him. Yeah. And there's such a fallacy of people, like you said, not understanding mm -hmm. him as creator. That's right. That makes them feel like, oh, God's predictable. Right. Oh, yeah. All I have to do is earn salvation. Right. This is crazy. And right. Like in your creative process, when you've been on stage and mm -hmm. you've been dancing, have you ever changed what you're doing because the Holy Spirit <laughs> is leading you? Absolutely. Come on. Uh, so I remember one time God interrupted me. I was in the midst of a run of a Broadway show. <laughs> and it was a show called After Midnight, which was all like jazz music. And I actually had the privilege of doing the opening number in the show. And I was singing a song called Happy as the Day is Long. <laughs> and um, uh, 
the whole context was it was a duet between myself and another friend of mine and he was downtrodden and kind of in a bad mood and I was the one that was to cheer him up and I start singing about what it is to be happy as the day is long and then all of a sudden we go into this big Nicholas Brothers style tap dance where we mm -hmm. start doing jump splits and by the end it's this one big explosion of joy and so um, you know when you're doing a Broadway show especially for a longer run you're in the routine of eight times a week. So sometimes it's a passion and sometimes it's a job. Exactly. <laughs> Depending on how you feel. Sometimes it's harder, yeah. especially on two show days, to come into work and, um, you Have know. a good heart. Exactly. So, so I was interrupted one day, and this is what I mean by encounter, listen, respond, express. I'll, I'll break it down, you know, it, in, in this little testimony. Um, so George and Winnie Banoff happened to be in New York <laughs> with <laughs> with uh -oh. some friends of mine. Now, if you don't know Georgie and Winnie Banoff, they are incredible revivalists that mm -hmm. just bring their presence and they're known for their joy. Yeah. So you yeah. can check them out online if you want, but they're, they're awesome. crazy people. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. crazy. So they came into New York to celebrate the International Day of Happiness oh, in March. <laughs> and so that's actually a real thing. That is a I thing. I had no idea. Yeah, there's an International <laughs> Day of Happiness. It's in March. It should be every day, though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it should be every day. And so they came in, and what they wanted to do was go to Washington Square Park, um, which is down by New York University, and there's a fountain there, and there's a view of the Empire State Building, which is far uptown, and also a view of the world uh, – World Trade Center, the right. Freedom Tower downtown, and it's kind of this university center. Um, and so they were sitting by the fountain, and apparently there were lots of other groups there celebrating International Day of Happiness. It's it's not a Christian thing. It's right. it's an every every person thing. And so um, their uh, <laughs> plan was to go in and pass out lunches and play music and just get drunk on joy. <laughs> Literally just laugh at the laugh Come on. In, in the midst of people and just spread happiness. And so I went to participate, uh, you know, to receive some joy, to release joy. And I ended up, I had a show that night and I ended up getting so drunk on joy. And then I had to get on, <laughs> I had to get on the train and, and ride back uptown to go to the theater. And so my encounter was this day of happiness where Come we're on. sitting and just basically getting so full of joy that we didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> and again, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. is definitely what we talk about being drunk. Like this is mm -hmm. part of what we're called to be. That's is right. to feel his presence. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus had emotions. He mm -hmm. wept. He cried. He was anointed with joy above his companions. That's right. Some of us don't even realize that that's a part of what releases creativity is That's joy. That's right, is joy. It just does. And joy is is not conducive to, um, it, it, what am I trying to say? Joy is not a feeling. Exactly. Joy is a fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think sometimes we think that we have to feel joyful in order to participate with joy and to partner with joy. Word. But joy, especially if we follow Jesus and we know that we have the indwelling Holy Spirit, yeah. joy is in us. It's a third of the kingdom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Righteousness, peace, and joy. <laughs> and so anyway, you know, I'm just feeling drunk on joy and I feel the Holy Spirit say, and this is the listen aspect, 
after yeah. an encounter, here's the listen aspect where I feel the Holy Spirit say, hey, why don't you release this on stage tonight? Um, and I was like, oh, where? He said, well, don't you sing happy as the day is long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, all right, I'm going to do it. Now, the funny thing is, I was so drunk on joy that I was almost like too tired to do a show. <laughs> but I thought, okay, all right, when I get on this stage, I'm going to, you know, release joy as yeah, I sing happy as the day is long. So we have encounter, we have listen. And in that context of listen, we feel, you know, the voice of the Holy Spirit yeah. directing us to do mm -hmm. something with the gift that he's given us. And so that night I get on stage, I start singing happy as the day is long. And this is where I respond. So we have encounter, listen, respond, right? Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to uh, co-create in the moment um, with the Holy Spirit by just releasing joy over the audience that was there that totally. night and over my friend that I was performing with. And so finished the show and didn't think anything of it. That night, I get an email from a very, um, <clears throat> a very well-known director and uh, who's you know, not a believer and sends me this message and he says, Dear Philip, when I work with my actors, I often teach them about the value of joy and the value of presence on stage. And he said, I saw you in After Midnight tonight, and I have not experienced your kind of joy in a long time. Come on. And, he <laughs> and then he said, I can now use you as an example when I teach my students in the future about joy on stage. Thank you what? very much. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's like the, the expression. That's the, the testimony is the expression. Oh, it totally is. And that's yeah. the byproduct of yeah. having that relationship. And again, God's, mm -hmm. un, he's unpredictable. We talked about that. That's right. And how he said, okay, I'm up for anything. And yeah. then bam, you partnered with what God was doing in you. Mm -hmm. And it completely transformed. And probably not just him. Right. But everybody else. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was amazing. And I think oftentimes when we get used, even, even in a um, uh, charismatic culture where we're, you know, we're full of testimonies of the miraculous, sometimes testimonies become just testimonies, you know, because we're yeah. so used to sharing them and there's a structure to them. And we forget that before we had experienced that testimony, we didn't know what was going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> And I and yeah. I know Philip, like part of your creativity, mm. we we see it demonstrated. I've mm. been on the show. I've seen. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. <laughs> but there's another side of you. There's this creative mm. poet inside <laughs> of you <laughs> that yeah. I just absolutely love. And that's another whole process that you carry. Mm. And words and movement are mm. kind of your languages for yeah. communication yeah. about what God's doing and. If you wanted to share anything on that, or yes. if you want to share any yeah. spoken word, just go for it. Absolutely. Yes. Well, one of my favorite pieces, um, I, I remember when I was in South Africa, the only image that I had uh, as we were driving from Cape Town um, through Stellenbosch, and we were mm -hmm. driving along the coast, and we stopped for dinner, yeah. what I remember is the way that the moon was hitting the ocean, and it literally looked like there was a train of light coming onto land. Wow. 
And so that's all, that's the, that image was permanently impressed in my mind. You know, God mm. speaks through pictures and yeah, images. And so years later, I wanted to write a piece about um, the coming of Christ, you know, the coming King, the birth of Jesus. It was for this Christmas special, but I also wanted it to be this, this declaration of light as so many scriptures talk about, you know, behold, a great light yeah, has dawned. And so I, the, what, what image flashed into my mind, but this image of the moon hitting the ocean and a train wow. of light exploding onto dry land. Wow. And so I started with, behold, a great light has dawned. And as the moon and stars that govern the night reflect a guiding light that, like the train of a gown, drapes down unto the sea across the water, sweeping a thirsty floor. So this light floods the hearts of those who stand ashore. Against all hope, in hope, watching and waiting for the precious sun's return, crying out, burn, 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 beautiful light. Which way shall we turn, 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 beautiful light? Behold, a great light has dawned. This light has come from the womb into darkness to baptize with fire, with grace and with truth to respond to our dire need of love in the flesh. He has come. Behold, you have come to burn, burn, burn with the nature and heart of a king, to unleash a freedom that men and all things would be filled with the same light that's from you and of you, would beam in your presence and then turn and love you. Children of light, behold, the Son of God has come to shine upon the world as the moon and the stars do, light bursting forth from the heavens afar, you can feel him igniting humanity's soul. Emmanuel, Savior, Yeshua, has come among fearful men, restoring once again a sense of hope that even in the night, darkness never rains. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Philip, that is absolutely incredible. I, I feel like in closing, like this mm. is such, there's an invitation for people yeah. to develop their passion mm. and to get these encounter moments where they start to encounter God's presence and they start to listen and then they start to respond and they start to express. I really want you just to pray. Yeah. Just pray for them. And if, mm. if you're listening, please open up your hearts. Like, mm. And it's time for these uh, suddenlies, these mysterious times mm. when you might just be driving or you might just be at the store or watching a movie or doing whatever. And then these suddenlies are going to happen. I just feel like there's something on this. So yeah. let's go for it. Mm. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Jesus said, let those who hear respond. And so I just speak over your hearts that your hearts are good soil. And I just really sense that there are already seeds that have been planted. And the nature of seeds, and I think the most beautiful thing about it, is that we don't actually get to see the process of germination because it's hidden. It's underneath the ground that we walk on. And so we are walking over the miraculous every day on the ground which we stand uh -huh. because there's germination happening. 
there's promises being birthed. And I just want to speak hope into your heart. And I just want to say that the seeds of promise are alive in you right now. And I just release over you hope and courage to remember the promises of God for they're deep down inside of you. And I just declare the truth of God that because he's alive in you, you are springs of living water and that that living water, that faith water would come and hydrate those seeds of promise. Even those that you feel like are dead, I just speak resurrection power right now in the name of Jesus. And I just declare that there is a testimony that is germinating inside of you and you can't see it yet, but it's going to be far greater far greater than you could ever imagine. And so I just release over you the courage to wait well and to faith well. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And so we just want to leave you with that mm. and let this marinate in you and let the seeds that, that Philip has just awakened start to grow inside mm. of you. Wow, Philip, thank you again for coming <laughs> and rocking my world and the people that are listening. Oh my gosh, I love spending every moment with you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy today and remember that you are born to create. We'll see you again yes. soon. Wow, thanks so much, Phil, for what you gave. I don't know about you, but I have so much that I want to practice in co-creating with God because of this message. I feel like a proud mama. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is amazing because I need to take risks too. Every time I create, I'm asking God, what is it that you want me to co-create with you? In fact, I have a story for you. I was painting on stage and before I liked to prep. And so I was painting a portrait and it was of a Caucasian woman. And as I'm painting it, all of a sudden I hear I heard God say, I want you to paint an African-American woman. I said, what? <laughs> okay, I have to change my color palette. I even had to change her hair, everything about this portrait. So as I'm finishing up this portrait with bright aqua colors all around her face and around the background, and I'm done thinking, holy cow, what did I just create? I turned around to pick up all my brushes, and as I looked at the audience, I saw the exact face of the portrait I had just done. I mean, it freaked me out. I mean, I so wanted to meet her, but I found out later that she left quickly because she had no way of buying it because she was homeless and she felt like she had failed. Yet, as we know, when God tells us to create, he has a reason. So two months later, as I was shopping for groceries, a woman came up and said that she had been there that night and showed me a picture of the painting on her phone and said that she had been working for that woman and trying to help her to become rehabilitated at a shelter in Reading for the past three months. And she had been trying to find me because she wanted to buy this painting to encourage this woman and help her along on her journey. So guess what? You got it. I was able to not only bless this woman, but share with her about the family of God because inside of the lens of the picture I had done, this portrait, there was a family setting and say that God has created you for family and you don't have to live alone anymore. And it was so exciting because she was just about ready to land a job and get into a place to live where she could hang up this painting I had done. 
It's crazy. What if I had not co-created with God? What if I had not followed the steps that Phil gave us to encounter, listen, respond, and express? Oh my gosh, you guys, this is what we were born for. So I want you to continue to practice. Go after the vision, the things that you were born to do, because we're all part of this incredible story of co-creating with God. Don't forget that if you liked this episode, I so want to continue to grow you to grow in hearing God's voice. So get hearing from God on TeresaDedman.com. And I have great news for you. In my next episode, we're talking about being culturally relevant. And after that, you get to hear from the one and only Sean Bowles on how he has introduced being culturally current all over the planet. So again, Next time, join me as we discuss being culturally current, and I can't wait to see what God's going to create with you today. And remember, you are born to create.